any unspoken prayer needs all over. Amen. So if you would, bow your heads and join me in prayer. Heavenly Father, Lord, we're so grateful. We're surely humble in spirit. would ask you, Father, if it be your will this day, this night, this hour, that, God, you would show yourself mighty and strong. And may the empowerment of the Holy Spirit come down forth from heaven, Lord, and join us tonight as we offer you praise through the teaching of your truth. Lord, we know in our land, we call this United States of America, Lord, we know that unity surely is not across this great land. For we know, God, that in many cases, even this very time, there has been a separation and a segregation of your law, your precepts, and Lord, coming forth, I'm sure, your judgments. Lord, I would ask that you would have mercy upon us, God, as your people. God, have mercy upon our souls as we, for many, many, many years, have sat quietly and unspoken and have seen the hand of the enemy work around us as it now encamps amongst us. I pray, God, that you would touch and bless and meet the needs of all the many needs tonight that have been lifted in this service. Many needs, Father, many praises, God, we offer you for all things. Just as Ephesians would declare, Father, may we give you praise in all things in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. I pray, God, that you would have your will, your right of way, and God always may your truth and your love be manifested in each of our hearts as a believer. May you take this word tonight, God, and allow it to speak to hearts and minds and lives all around this great world. We love you and we thank you, Father, for first loving us. We thank you for providing. We thank you for blessing us. And we would ask you, Father, this day to receive our thanksgiving and our forgiveness. For we ask it and we pray in the name of Jesus, our Lord. Amen. Lamentations chapter 5, verse 1 is where I'll begin tonight. Verse begins, Remember, O Lord, what has come upon us. Consider and behold our reproach. Our inheritance is turned to strangers, our houses to aliens. We are orphans and fatherless. Our mothers are widows. We have drunken our water for money, and our wood is sold unto us. Our necks are under persecution. We labor and have no rest. We have given the hand to the Egyptians and to the Assyrians to be satisfied with bread. Our fathers have sinned and are not, and we have borne their iniquities. 
Servants have ruled over us. There is none that doth deliver us out of their land. We get our bread with the peril of our lives because of the sword of the wilderness. Our skin was black like an oven because of the terrible famine. They ravished the women in Zion and the maids in the city of Judah. Princes are hung up by their hand. The faces of elders were not honored. They took the young men to grind, and the children fell under the wood. The elders have ceased from the gate, the young men from their music. The joy of our heart is ceased. Our dance is turned into mourning. The crown is fallen from our head. Woe unto us that we have sinned. For this our heart is faint. For these things our eyes are dim. Because of the mountains of Zion, which is desolate, the foxes walk upon it. Thou, O Lord, remainest forever, thou throne from generation to generation. Wherefore dost thou forget us forever and forsake us so long time? Turn thou us unto thee, O Lord, and we shall be turned. Renew our days as of old. But thou hast utterly rejected us, and thou art very wroth against us. May God tonight bless the reading of His Word. Lamentations 5, verse 1 through verse 22. I've read you the entire chapter. In our land, we walk, we drive, we do the things that we feel in our hearts are right, most times before God. Many times in our hearts, we fail to take the time and seek and ask God what is right before Him. The Bible teaches us so clearly in Romans 3 and 23, for we have all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. There's not a one that I speak to tonight, surely, and the one that speaks tonight that is immune to that verse and to that truth. We have all sinned and we have all fallen way short of the glory of God. All those that we know, myself, all those whom I've ever met and had the blessing of having an acquaintance with, we've all been born into this world in sin. God offered and offers, beloved, every day to all of mankind, men and women and children and grandparents and sisters and brothers and sons and daughters and grandchildren and great-grandchildren alike, an opportunity to come before Him and ask and seek Him for His forgiveness. If there's ever a time that our nation has turned away from the hand and the will and the desire to follow God, surely it is the time we live. You don't have to have the television on long before you hear on the news about another protest about another Supreme Court ruling being made that changes and works fully against the words and the teaching and the precepts of this precious Word we call our Bible as a Christian. You know, you don't have to look far either in our workplaces. You don't have to look far in the places we live. You don't have to look far anywhere we may go, whether it be the store or the mall, whether it be a shoe store, or whether it be a large department store. We can just look around us and we can surely see the sins 
being manifested around us in this world from those around us as well sometimes as those that each of us partake in. What I'm not doing tonight, and I want to be clear on, is I'm not condemning anyone lest I condemn or judge my own self, but rather I speak on behalf of the Word of God, which God has ordained me to do. Every one of us in this place tonight, we need and require the fullness of a righteous and a mighty God to live our life the way God would have us to live it. You see, there is things in our life, in your life tonight, beloved, that without the hand of God being placed firmly upon you and me, we would just crumble right where we stand or sit. We would have no hope, and we would not have any promise, not even of today, and surely not of tomorrow. You see, we've found in our local churches many times that we go through the motions of church, but yet we fail many services to ever worship and praise God. Now I say that, I don't speak of the fact that your church may not raise their hands, or I don't speak that of the fact that your church may not hold hands and pray. I speak that because the only way you'll bless God, and the only way, beloved, you'll praise God is as His Word declares, from a righteous heart. You see, our emotions on the outside are secondary to what God has already done and what is going on within our own heart and our own beings. Amen? So many times we want others to see a part of us that is so small that almost a microscope would be taken to ever see God in some of our own lives. And what I mean by that is so small in the way we really see God, in the way we really serve God, in the way we seek after the will and the fullness of God. Jeremiah, the author of this text, in about 586 B.C. before Christ, penned these words. You see, the book of Lamentation is actually five chapters that were written as five poems. Five chapters written as five poems. And each of these five poems represents another woe given unto Jeremiah by the hand of a righteous God because of the condemnation and the sins of the people of Jerusalem. I've met people that have been so excited because they have had an opportunity to visit the Holy Land, to go and travel to Israel, to go to Jerusalem, to go to Bethlehem, to go to the tomb, to go to all the landmarks that are represented in the Bible. And I thank God, beloved, that you have had that opportunity if you have had that opportunity to do so. I praise God with you. But you see, what I want you to understand tonight is not Jerusalem and not Bethlehem as the city but I want you for a few moments to imagine it as Jerusalem and Bethlehem as the people. And if you can imagine that for a few moments, you can probably also imagine our land we call the United States of America as just the people. Some of you have traveled probably to all 50 states. I have not. Some of you maybe have gone to all the eastern and the coastal seaboard, uh, I have not. But I'll tell you what I do see even within the short few miles that I travel each day of my life. 
I see God's will and God's way and God's love being demonstrated to all of mankind. And many times I see God's people reject it. Just as our great land has represented the founding fathers as being founded on the word and the truth and the doctrine and the laws of God, we have become wayward people. We have surely walked away from what God and our founding fathers of our great land have first founded this country on. I say that tonight with humbleness, and I say it tonight with a broken spirit. I say it not because I don't believe that God is still in control, because I know God is always still in control of the hearts of the believers. You see, beloved, what I'm speaking about is our land. I'm not speaking necessarily about the believers within our land. Our nation desires in the day and time that you and I live as this day, in this year, in this month, in this hour, to receive unto us the things that we have the desire of to receive. I know when I was younger, many times my mother and my father asked me to do many, many tasks that I surely did not want to do. I remember one of those things was taking the trash out to the road. I remember one of those things was mowing the grass. I know one of those things was helping to plant the gardens. I knew one of those things was making my bed. And I knew, and I could name you dozens more of the things that I really did not want to do, but I did them anyway because my mother and my father had asked me to do it. My mother and my father were the authority in my life. Amen? Now, I think if you can understand that in its simplest form, you can probably gain a better insight and understanding about how, as a believer, as a Christian, should be representing the Most High God in His authority. You see, but rather, we find our nation to be turning our backs and our blind side to God's will. I know when I was very young, I used to hear the term a lot. If something was out of sight, it was kind of out of mind. If it weren't before us, we never really thought too much about it, did we? It's easy to forget sometimes the things that people have asked us to do. I know I was guilty and remain guilty at times in different things and different tasks that I am assigned to do each day. But I want you to know that there's one task that every day, not only do I desire to do, I long to do for God. And that's to be near Him. To be near Him and to be within His will. And I believe, surely, that's one of the precepts and one of the values of God that our nation has lost. And this world has lost. Looking at the verse, if we go and look at verse 2, our inheritance is turned to strangers and our houses to aliens. We are orphans and fatherless, our mothers are as widows. We have drunken our water for money, our wood is sold unto us. Does that sound just a little bit like the time we live? You know, you can't drive down the road, even heading home to my house. Well, you don't see firewood on the side of the road for sale. You can't go in a grocery store, a department store, or any other type store without seeing water in a bottle on the shelf for sale. It's for sale. I remember as a young boy helping my daddy one night work on our water pump outside the house. It was a cold night. I'm not sure how cold it was, but it was very cold. The wind was blowing and blowing hard enough that we had taken a blanket and wrapped it around a little pump house 
that Dad and myself were working on trying to get water back in the house going. My daddy making a comment to me. Son, I know this is hard work, but water is one of those things that you never take for granted. You see, it's one of those things that God gives us, and we also have to be thankful for, and we have to know how to manage. And my daddy made a comment, and it sticks to me to this very moment. You'll never see water on a shelf for sale in a bottle because God's offered that water to everyone that lives in this world. But you know, my daddy did live long enough to see water on a shelf. Some of you probably thought the same thing as you were coming up, that you would never see water in a bottle for sale where you'd have to pay several dollars for certain containers of it. Different names, different sizes. Some testify that it's sparkling clear. Some testify that it's naturally received from a spring in the ground in the mountains somewhere. But you see, what I want you to understand tonight, beloved, is the water that our great land is needing is the water from God. And you see, those waters are the living waters. They don't flow from brooks or streams. They flow truly from the heart of God. These verses that I've read to you tonight, these 22 verses, come from the pen and the heart of a prophet. We know Jeremiah is the weeping prophet. Jeremiah saw, and this text is his testimony of the desolation that God's own land and God's chosen people were now standing against. I hear so many times preached that we live in a day and a time of grace. And I don't dispute that, not for one breath. For you see, if we really look at the Old Testament words and the situations that we read and we study and that's been provided for us by the power of the Word of God, we see people in lands that were completely annihilated by fire, by famine, by flood because of the sins of not heathens but God's own people. Let that soak in your spirit just a moment. The sins of God's own people. God brought forth famines. He brought forth plagues. God covered the entire earth with water and a flood. And remained only eight people that were willing to follow the will of God. If there's one thing that I want to be sure that we understand tonight, beloved, from this text and from this message. And it's summed up in verse 15. The joy of our heart is ceased. Our dance is turned into mourning. And that word mourning represents sadness. Verse 16, the crown is fallen from our head. Woe unto us that we have sinned. For this our heart is faint. For these things our eyes are dim. Bible clearly tells us that if we continue sinning, that God will have no part for us. The Bible tells us that without faith, it is impossible to please God. Each of us in this place tonight that know and call upon His name as our Lord and our Savior have been given a great task and a great command. Jesus speaks unto His disciples just before His ascension to the Father. Go forth into all nations and proclaim and teach and preach about the good news. If you and I today do and live our lives as God would have us to live them, our land would look to us for an understanding of God. 
You see, Romans 3.23 is as true and as strong and as powerful as it ever was when Paul wrote it. True, we've all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. But I want to leave you tonight with some good news. God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever shall believeth in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God did not send His Son into the world to condemn the world, but rather through His Son the world shall be saved. John chapter 3, verse 16 and verse 17. Beloved, I'm not sure where you are in your life tonight. I'm not sure if you've even understood or comprehended these verses in a way that they were written through the pen of Jeremiah. But I challenge you to read them again. I challenge you to study these words if you've never read them before and seek and ask God to show and reveal unto you as He has unto me through this study how far we have fallen away from the will of God. I've heard many people over many, many years pray for revival. I hear pastors almost daily write me emails or letters or maybe pick up a phone and call me and say, please pray, we're having a a big revival down at our church and we really want to see souls come to Christ, souls come to repentance and salvation. Please pray for our church. Please pray for our revival. Beloved, I believe with all my heart that revival can only begin inside of a heart of one whom seeks it. You see, revival doesn't come because it's on a billboard outside of a local church. Revival won't come because it's something that our people are going around handing flyers out to the people in our community for. Revival can only come if God desires to speak unto His people. And you know, if there's ever been a time when I really, really seek and ask God for revival, it's now. may come kind of strange to you. may seem a bit unusual. But years and years past, I stopped praying for revival in my local churches. But rather, I pray that God will put the fires of revival in the hearts of the people in our churches and in my heart. Beloved, salvation begins within the heart of a newfound believer. And I trust with all of my heart tonight that you know Him being the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. You see, that's very personal, and that's only between you and God. I'm not your judge. All God has ordained me to do and called me to do is to proclaim His Word and share His Word to you as His people. You see, God created all of man in His own image. And He did that for a very important purpose, beloved. He did it to glorify His name. And i leave you with that question. Is your life and your walk and your witness and your love of others and your love for God, is your heart really what God desires and God sees as His will? That's a question that only you can ask God. It's a question that very early this morning and most mornings I ask God, Lord, let today be a day of rejoicing in my spirit so that, God, I may please You and I may bless You, Father. Because, beloved, you see, without Christ in our life, we have no hope and we have no promise of anything except damnation and desolation. Just like the people here of Israel, Jerusalem, and just like this book of Lamentation 
through the pen of the prophet Jeremiah speaks. He says in verse 21, and I close, Turn thou unto us thee, O Lord, and we shall be turned. Renew our days as of old. You know, I don't know of a greater petition we can petition God for than that one simple verse. Turn thou unto us thee, O Lord, and we shall be turned. Renew our days as of old. Are you ready tonight, beloved, to turn back and to trust God with all of your heart, your mind, your body, your soul, and your spirit? Or are you still pleased living in the world? That's a question you'll ask God now if you bow your heads with me. Father, we're grateful and we're so thankful for the privilege that you have given us tonight to come together and share your word with such wonderful people. I'm thankful, God, for the privilege that you have given us, Father, to just have the opportunity, God, to study and to read and to pray and to petition you, God, for insight and understanding into this word. Lord, just as the prophet Jeremiah speaks in this book of Lamentations, God, may we also lament and may we also, Father, turn away from the sins of our lives and seek your face in your fullness, God, so that you may, God, turn and heal our land. I thank you, God, tonight for answering prayer in the hearts of so many in this very room. I thank you for the surgeries. I thank you, God, for the healings. I thank you, God, for the good reports. I thank you, God, for answering prayer in a miraculous and a mighty way in the lives of nearly each one in this place tonight. But, God, what I thank you for most of all is that one day you came into our hearts and you forgave us of our sins. And today, Father, we can know that we know that we know that you tonight, Father, live down inside of our hearts as we proclaim our lives as a Christian. Speak to the hearts of those whom are lost, God, that may hear these words. Not only speak to their hearts, God, convict their souls and their spirits and draw them to you, God, is my deepest prayer. Lead and guide them, Father, under the paths of righteousness for your name's sake. Help us each, God, to grow ever closer each day nearer and nearer and nearer your will. And we'll give you praise and glory, God, for all things. For we ask all things and we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. This concludes tonight's live worship service. We pray that by the power of the Holy Spirit, each one listening has been blessed through the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. We invite you to join us back again next week for another live outreach worship service as we together continue praising Jesus Christ. Those tonight who have made decisions to follow Christ, desiring additional biblical resources, or anyone with special prayer concerns are personally invited to visit the Praising Jesus ministry website. The web address is www.praisingjesus.org. That address again is www.praisingjesus.org. We want to thank each of you tonight for listening. We invite you back again next week as together we seek God to guide, mold, and speak to our hearts and lives through the power of the Holy Spirit. Good night and may God bless each of you is my prayer.